Name it two. Top of the arc. Here's Pip. Guarded by Gillespie. Steps back. Spins. Fires. Oh! Pip gets. David Duke, down by three. Five seconds, Reeves for the tie. He got it! Hello and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Dish, episode nine. It is April 9th, 2020. Robbie, how are you doing? Um, All things considered, Ben, this has probably been like my best week yet of uh, oh, yeah? quarantine stage. I feel like I'm really settling in and... Uh, there's, there's the optimism is the optimism for this ending pretty soon. It's re- I'm all time high. There you go. That's that's how we like to see it. There you go. Very good. Yeah, how have you been? Pretty good. Um, work's getting slower and slower. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, I the classes are dropping off every once in a while, but I think next week I'm going to be swamped. So I shouldn't be saying <laughs> I shouldn't be saying that. But yeah, no, we're doing good. Uh, staying busy, and it turns out we have some actual sports news this week, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to we don't have to talk about ourselves for a half hour. We can talk about stuff <laughs> that our viewers actually want to hear. So yeah, um, yeah, exactly. All right. Um, yeah, you want you want to start us off with some baseball? I mean, that's probably that was probably the biggest news or the first news that came out, right? Yeah, um, it's definitely huge news. It's it's some controversy behind it, actually, believe it or not. Uh, I probably can't <laughs> believe it because everyone debates everything nowadays. Yep. But, yeah, I think it was one of the, the first things announced and they were the first league to go ahead. Um, I don't know. I don't think we talked about it last show. I think it happened more recently. But there was a conference call with all the major sports with President Trump, yep. which was mainly just, like, talking about compensation and stuff like that, I think. But that kind of got everything going. And now there's been a proposal. There's been a lot of other fake proposals before, but this one seems to be the most official so far, the most official possibility that could happen to baseball. Baseball could be coming back as early as May or as late as August or even later. You know, no one really knows. But right, the, this proposal says May. Okay. I like the sound of that a lot more than I like the sound of August. Yeah. So this proposal is <laughs> in May, uh, like mid-May or early May. Uh, not, there's really no dates being thrown around except the month of May. Um, okay. So, uh, except we're not going to be playing at our home stadiums. Everyone's going to be in a biodome in Arizona. They, have, they can condense the fields a lot, get a lot of domes. Um, so okay. they're going to be – isolated from the players will be isolated from all their families and everything the families can't come with them so it's basically just going to be all the team and limited staff just 30 of them scattered around arizona in these biodomes they're all going to be tested to make sure only the ones that don't test positive for the uh, coronavirus are going to be let in and they're just going to play games in a like a dome a biodome they're calling it that's the proposal it gets a lot more interesting, but what do you think about that for, right off the bat? So, I mean, initially it, it sounds great. Um, obviously, the, the quicker that they can get started, the, uh, the better because, I mean, re- if, they, if they could start in May, they'd only be, what, a month behind? That's doable. Um, um, yeah, a month, about two months. 
about two, two months, months behind. Well, wouldn't they start? Oh, would it, it, they wouldn't start like in early May. Because what isn't opening day like early April? So really, it, this year it was supposed to be March twenty sixth. So oh okay, it would probably so be prob- it'd probably like be like weeks. a month, probably be like a month and a half behind okay. schedule. But in so, reality, they would be starting later than May if this does happen. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, initially, obviously, it sounds really good. Um. Mm-hmm. Get baseball back. I I just don't know how feasible it. I mean, it it seems very difficult to uh to be able to pull that off. Well, it's definitely one of the more possible options. There's already facilities in place they could use. It's the willingness of the players. And then what it comes down to, which I guess I'll just talk about now. I had it on later, but we'll talk about now is the TV, uh, everything on TV. Are these stations going to want to, are they going to be, first of all, are they going to be allowed there? Cause then they're going to be stuck there too. So yeah. If you're just broadcasting raw baseball, no announcers or only like one or two announcers for, you know, maybe not every game will have an announcer or stuff. Is a TV station going to sign off on that? I mean, are people going to want to sit down and just watch baseball with no audio or the only audio being the players? So that's a yeah, problem that's, that you could run into. Um, yeah, I, that one, that one seems, I mean, just there's, there's, there's a lot of, what ifs that they would re- that they would have to try and figure out. Obviously, that being one. Yeah. Um, hopefully, this te- the new test, which would be, I don't know, five ten minutes is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. That would that would be huge. Uh, yeah. Huge for them because they they could test people, like you said. Right. So, there's that. That is one of the po- this, the concerns that a lot of people brought up. Obviously, the huge concern is that a lot of people, a lot of players, don't want to be away from their families for I mean normally you know you're away from your family but they're either sometimes they'll go on the road with you or they have an apartment in the city you play in in this case you're just isolated without anyone in your family so um, there was one player on the Oakland Athletics I believe Brian Anderson I think he was very open about not liking this idea at all because you know he has kids and his wife and he was already you know not with them in spring training and now he's back with them and now he just has to leave like newborns at home for like three, four months without seeing them at all. So he's not too crazy about that. But then of course there's other guys in the league, the young guys, they're like, yeah, baseball, we're going to play. I don't have anything waiting for me at home. Just, you know, my parents, but I've seen them for 20 something years. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and there's also the guys that are like, well, yeah, we need to play. I need my paycheck. Cause you know, I've been in the minor leagues for who knows how long making nothing. Yeah. So there's that. So there's controversy on that, whether the players or anyone even wants to do it. So it's going to interesting if all that happens, but if it does happen and you know, one of the, this is one of the more feasible, one of the more possible options that they have explored and the, one of the most real possibilities of happening, it has some interesting things that would go along with it. Obviously being in the biodome is one of them and having, you know, everyone in the same area, they talked about maybe, just some fans have brought it up for even uh, like Jeff Passon or someone just jokingly, it maybe we'll have an MLB reality show or something like that. But um, the things that have been stated in the proposal. So first off, there will be an electronic strike zone. So that's a definite, if it happens, the umpire will stand far away. So okay. you still have an umpire, but it's electronic strike zone to limit how close he is to the players. So there's that. 
There's All no... right, I, what do you think of that? I mean, before we even dig any deeper, yeah. what do you think of that? That I don't see what the problem is. I, I'm always I'm not a fan of electronic strike zone. I, I think the human element of umpires is what makes baseball really great. It makes it interesting. You form relationships with umpires if you're a pitcher or a catcher, um, and you know how to work in your advantage. So that there's that, and then I don't see how this prevents anything. I mean, if everyone's getting tested, no one has it, they're all in the same place, does it really matter if, I mean, the pitcher, the batter, and the catcher are already, you know, a couple inches away from each other? Does it really matter if the umpire's there too? I mean. Yeah, so that's, all right, I'm glad that we agree on that because <laughs> that, that seems, I agree with both things you said. One, I've, I mean, obviously the thought um, ever since, like, the TVs have had the little strike mm-hmm. zone, like, box, there's been, like, rumors of or de- i guess debate of whether there should be a just a automated right. strike zone anyway so you bring um, up the box there's actually a lot of in the i'm i used to be a catcher obviously yep um there's in the catching twitter there's always been a ton of controversy about the that strike zone you see on the tv mm-hmm. because it's not the true strike zone it's true strike right. zone as they say it's just you know a box but it doesn't change for whoever's up there Yep. So there's that. This electronic strike zone would probably adjust, I think. I don't I don't know exactly, but there's that. So that's always been a problem anyway. Yeah, and then the it's second like the, layer to that about I, – I don't think that – I mean, come on. You're telling me that having the umpire right there really is going to put someone that much more at risk of getting sick? Like, that seems a little ridiculous. No, and, I mean, you're going to be tagging guys out. You're going to be, you know – Doing a bunch of stuff. You're touching the same ball for the most part. I mean, the dugout. The dugout is. Those guys are all going to be. I'm glad you said that. (laughs) The locker room. I mean, it's just. No, this is great. No, this is great. This is the best part. I was going to save it for last, but this. (laughs) You you already said it, so I had to say it. Instead of dugouts, they're going to have the player. It's an empty stadium with no fans. They're going to have the players sit in the stands six feet apart. I quit. I'm out. Don't do it. Don't. I imagine if that happens. We got up, up next. Batting second, the center fielder, Mookie Betts. He runs down the stairs. <laughs> so, like, you're telling me, you're telling me that someone can, like, go up there, strike out on three pitches, and just walk up to, like, the top corner of the stadium and sit down. <laughs> Yeah, they have to go back to the stands. They sit in the stands. If there's, if they're not playing, if they're on the bench, they're just literally just like a fan. <laughs> I mean, at first I was, I don't know. I kind of just, it's such a bad idea. It's a good but idea. It's funny though. It's it be, yeah, it's it so be bad entertaining. That, like, but it would be. Talking about like, pace of play though, everyone thinks baseball needs to be sped up. They'd have to be like. Oh, oh my gosh! That so is my literally. I'm shocked. That's that's a real. Know. It's a real thing they talked about, and are like that's one of the things that was ironed out in the, the proposal. That's shocking. That's shocking. But you know what? But I give. Like, I give them. I, you're give gonna them be like, you're sliding into each other and everything. Like you're already touching them. Does it make? I don't know. I mean, it's the effort to be stay safe and six feet apart. So yeah. there's that. But it's hilarious, yes. and I d- can't see that happening. So there's that. And then to go along with keeping everything apart, there's no mound visits allowed. 
Um, All right, we should we should cut those out anyway, or well, cut them down. I know they they, they already are lim- they're limited yeah. now. They have six a game, I think, something yeah. like that. And the only the only catcher that has ever had a problem with the limit is Gary Sanchez because he's always on a different planet when it comes to calling a game. Um, so that is that a big thing. This I I don't know. I guess it makes sense. Since they want to have close to 162-game season, instead of nine-inning games, they're going to play seven-inning doubleheaders every day. You so, must hate that. You must. I, I see that doesn't bug me as much because no, I don't. Seven innings is still a lot, but I I don't mind that. It's that's just high school baseball right there. Right. No, <laughs> I mean that's that's pretty much even college. College, you go to nine, right? They college go to nine. nine college. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, but yeah, that's, I mean, all growing up, you never play nine innings. That's not a huge deal. They'd want to get as many games as possible in because if the season does count, another thing they've talked about is if the season would count at all or if they're just going to play for fun or whatever. Um, do – I mean, no one's going to credit – let's say, you know, the Yankees go out and win uh, – they have a 60-game regular season and they win a World Series. No one's going to say, you know, that's a real World Series. So they right, want to right. have as close to a full season as possible. So I understand that. Um, yep. That's not a big problem. This is awesome. This they should do in regular season no matter what. But I know why they don't. Uh, mic'd up players on the field. Yeah, so, so so tell like, do you know why? why there's, to me, there's no correlation between like why like there's nothing that would lead them to mic these guys up just because of the virus or just because they're in all playing in the same area and well i think the idea is you know it's gonna be not traditional baseball in the sense so you want to lighten it up a little bit it was a huge well, hit in spring training when we had spring training a couple like a i know month ago. i mean we should make that traditional like that should just be a well, thing they do it in the all-star game they do it in spring training and the fans love it especially with like the cubs and guys like that who have great personalities Yep. So they've talked about it in a regular season and, you know, they do the on-field interviews with the manager and stuff, but that's not the players. But yeah, the yeah. problem is that these guys, you know, they're more relaxed and a lot of the guys that have solidified spots don't really care about spring training that much. A lot of them think it's overdrawn and just, you know, half of it's a waste of time. So they're more relaxed. They're not focusing. It's not a must-win game at all. I mean, you can right. lose out in a spring training season and it means absolutely nothing. So they're not doing their normal routines all the time. So they don't mind but then you get in game mode. You have to worry about filtering what you say. Um, you know, you're going to ruin you, – you talking is boring. Oh, yeah. All these guys are talking to each other. For some guys, it wouldn't change anything. For other guys, it would be com- a complete disaster if they had to talk during an actual game. Yeah, so, no. The, so, I mean, the, so I guess what, what I think is uh, – I mean, obviously, I want it. You want it as a fan, but I, you, we, I could see from the players' point of view where it's like, yeah, I know at, in the in golf, uh, they got they got mics off every single green on on every tee box, and uh, they're picking up they're picking up stuff. And I know a lot of the guys don't 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 love it because they they pick up stuff that mm-hmm. isn't great. You say it in the heat of the moment. Yeah, and I'm sure the base. That's why the players feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, you saw even in spring training. Um, they, I mean, it was a joke, obviously, but I remember on the Red Sox Instagram story, Mitch Moreland was mic'd up and he walks over to the guys who was like, yeah, everybody mic'd up. You better watch out what you say. (laughs) 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 Then he's like, he's, he's standing alone in the outfield, uh, 
when everyone's like during VP, everyone's shouting at you. This is what happens when you're mucked up. Everyone stays away from you so they can talk. <laughs> 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 and then, I mean, there's been instances. Uh, Walker Bueller's he's a pitcher for the Dodgers. His new nickname as of like two seasons ago was Walker F. and Bueller because um, there's been multiple occasions where there's just a mic around doing an interview and he walks by and he goes, oh, yeah, <laughs> or something like that. So, I mean, there's that. Everyone wants to stay loose and, you know, you can't – a lot of TV stations wouldn't be on board if it was, you know, not safe for work type of stuff. Yeah. But no, it's, I, it's I awesome no matter what. I, th- I love the aspect of it, especially if they had no filter, which maybe in this setting they wouldn't. Um, but – I don't know. No, I give. Uh, I'm gonna give the MLB a lot of credit. I know that uh, both of us are pretty harsh on them uh, most of the time. Uh, at least the league the office. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I'll, he, I'll give him credit. A, I think for the most part in this in this proposal, I think they actually did pretty well under these circumstances. Under these some cir- circumstances, yeah. I think there's a lot of. If you want to wait even longer and just you know throw the season away, there's a lot of better ways, but. And trying to get close to a full season and have full participation, this is probably the best plan they're going to come up with. Yeah. Let me ask you this. There was, I saw this on Twitter. There, and let's just say the season doesn't count anyway. This year, they're just going to play for fun no matter what. How do you like, you know, contracts at this point don't matter. We have all 30 teams playing, players in a pool, and they have a, a fantasy draft. And draft teams just for this one, just for this like okay, short so like, it's three like months. You just you just restructure the league for like these three months, yeah. And essentially, guys, just I kind of like that idea. That'd be awesome. Um, it's literally like you're have you're playing MLB the show with your friends or your any but, any video game like that. So the one thing that I would say there is, I would go back to I believe I might have been like two or three weeks ago when you uh, when they came out with the proposal of just playing against your division. Oh, mm-hmm. I think I'd rather that. Like, give me any. Yeah. In my opinion, even if they play fifty games and then playoffs, that's enough to count as a season for me. That's yeah. enough. I mean, if it was like that, but after you after you play, who knows how many years of one hundred and sixty two games? I mean, that alters everything. You're gonna have pitchers throwing like five games at most instead. No, of, I know, I know. And then every everybody, I, I hear see, that. Because uh. you let's relate it to high school baseball really quick. You have in high school we had like six pitchers probably, but we had our number one guy and our number two guy, and then we had like two guys that could be the three guy. So. You yep. have two to three games a week, mostly two games a week. So the one guy goes, the two guy goes. The next week, it's the one and two guy again. And that works because you only play 20 games. And if you need to, you have that third or fourth guy that's pretty, you know, he could work, he could not. So that works. But in a situation where you have five starting pitchers who normally all make, you know, 30 to 35 starts, then if you're throwing around the money you are for – you know, then it's like these guys are not really contributing that much. You got five guys who have to pitch because you're paying them each right, ten right. million dollars. I mean, but then then again, like that goes that goes to you get the if you do the seven inning games, what is so what does 
I assume that some every team will be a little different. Every manager and how he wants to handle that. Does he does he want his start a pit, starting pitcher to try and go seven, or is he like just give me four good innings, three good yeah. innings, and then I um, might go to my ten? I don't know. That's that's probably. I mean, it would be seven inning double headers, so that's a fourteen inning right. day. So you probably want your starting pitcher to go as long as possible. I think in this scenario, instead of the normal twenty six man roster. They just have expanded rosters and have 30 or 40 guys. I forget what they changed it to. It used to be a 40-man roster in September. Yep. I think they changed it to 30. So they would probably just have a bunch of guys and loaded up with pitchers. So that's yeah. what I would assume. But I don't know. It's interesting. I, I think at this point, I think if there is going to be baseball, they should just do a season that doesn't count at all and just have fun with it. I mean, there was talks – I know the NBA, and we're going to get on to that, has their horse to- horse tournament. The MLB yep. said maybe we'll do a couple home run derbies, you know, pitcher home run derby, something okay. like that. So okay. I-, I would love if me and my friend were actually just talking about it yesterday. What if, you know, every week we just had a different competition? You know, it's the home run derby this week. Next week, you know, the NBA has a skills competition and the all-star break. Mm-hmm. What if we did stuff like that? Uh, there's a place in – Cooperstown, New York, Cooperstown Dreams Park, all the AAU teams go there. They kind of do skills competitions. Yep. You have, obviously, the home run derby. They have around the horn. So, you know, when there's a strikeout and they throw it around to everyone yep, in the yep. field, they yeah. do whoever that can do that the quickest. So that's a competition yep. right there. You have accuracy from the outfield. You know, whoever has the, you know, could throw the hardest, knock down targets. There's a ton of stuff they can do. So yeah. I think that would be cool if we just did that for a little bit and maybe – they just get together and I don't know. Whoever wants I know, to play, it's, play. No, I mean, it, it, it is tough, obviously, to try and keep pushing, pushing some type of content and entertainment out there while you literally can't have your guys even with each other. Like, so, I mean, well, I'm going to give you my thoughts on the NBA, but um, I mean, do you want to about, about the NBA horse that you just mentioned? Um, yeah, let's get into that. I think all right, so last thought last thought and then will be obviously I want baseball back. I just don't know if it's in that capacity cuz you know, you got to think of the players too. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I don't know. It's it's a but tough at, at this point I'll take any sport at any time. I know, I know. I don't, the one thing that I'll say about the MLB is the time I think that every other league has better Time, it's better time for every other league. The, yeah. The NBA, if they have to finish late, they finish late. Exactly. They're going to finish the season. The, same with the NHL. And then the NFL should be unaffected. The MLB, they're going to get hit hard. And they have the most games, too, which hurts. Right. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't. That, that's the one sport that, like, I don't know. You say one thing, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. And then you, if you counter that point, I'm like, well, that sounds good, too. Like, yeah, like I don't know you just go back and forth. You don't know what, what's going to work, right. what's not going to work. There's always yeah. an argument for it. So there's going to have to be some sort of compromise or just wait till next year, unfortunately. I don't know. Yeah. No, right, let's move on. Let's move. I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> let's move on yeah. to NBA. All right. So, yeah, the NBA. Um, they're – the NBA, they're – I mean, obviously in the same boat as the MLB. They got nothing going on right now. Um, so they've floated – I don't even know. They've, they've floated. I know Adam Silver wants to be one of the first leagues to start back up again. He's yeah, because, you know, very forward-thinking commissioner. Yep. <laughs> um, 
And he's so the NBA even even more than the uh, than the MLB because actually more than any league because they have so few guys. It's like thirteen guys. You got to test thirteen players. Yeah. Really, I don't know twenty staff members, and you you roll with that. You roll with thirty tests for every game. He's if this new test is legit. He I mean the NBA could be the first one to come back just because uh, they wouldn't need as many tests as the other leagues. They could test. And then play, no fans, uh, should be able to finish the season. Mm. But, um, yeah, there hasn't been any, like, real news on proposals of when they're going to get back or whatnot. All he said is uh, April's out, which was pretty obvious. Uh, But, yeah, so what what they have done is – so they have have the 2K tournament, which did we talk – I think we mentioned that. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know if we've talked about it a lot, but I know I mean, all these guys are playing video games on streams and stuff. Yeah, but the so 2K they, tournament is that on live television? Yeah, it is. It's on yeah. ESPN. Because um, I know I know Madden is on TV with a couple of guys on ESPN too. Yeah, so they got they got like and they got some big names. KD, I mean, he got bounced in the first round, but they got Trey Young. He won by forty. Um, so I mean that that doesn't really I mean. I don't love that. That's, that's that doesn't that doesn't appeal to me. My me cousin, either. my cousin's watching it like every day. Really? Like, they're not like I've turned it on. I've only watched it for a couple of minutes, but they're not even talking about the like they're barely their trash talk is like you know they have to keep it TV yeah. appropriate, so it's yeah. not really they're not really trash talking, which doesn't make it that funny. And they're not even talking about the game they're playing. Really, they're talking about yeah. random things. No, or, I agree. It's, it's, it's like not they, really they forget. They for, they're not TV personalities, all of them. They forget what they're there for. They're just playing it like they would at their house. Right, right. So that's that's not really a my alley. Then, but but what we're gonna talk about the game of horse that you, uh, which essentially, I mean, I assume that everybody knows what horse is. But yeah, I play. I, I played it out in the driveway last night with my brother. Like, mm-hmm. it's just ever you play out in the driveway growing up, um, in the NBA is going to do a virtual horse. So, I mean, obviously all these guys got gyms or flat driveways with hoops at wherever they are. Um, and so they're going to, they're going to do it on ESPN. Uh, it starts on Sunday. They have six NBA. No, not six. Oh, it's, it's already, it's already ready to go. Yeah. It's I didn't know Sunday. that. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. So these are, let me, let me read you the names of the people who are in it. So, the NBA players are Zach Levine, who I believe was an all-star, a good player. Chris Paul, very, I mean, Hall of Famer, um, still very good all-star, all-star this year. Mike Conley, who's been an all-star in the past, uh, still very good point guard. Trey Young, who is probably one of the best young players in the league, if not mm-hmm. the best. Paul Pierce, future Hall of Famer, Celtics legend. Chauncey Billups. NBA legend, future maybe Hall of Famer, maybe not. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. But really good. Tamika Catchings. Um, so then th- those are six, and there's two girls. Tamika Catchings, uh, WNBA. She she uh, might be the best ever, best woman ever. Yeah. And then Allie Quigley. I don't even know who that is. I don't even know who Allie Quigley well, is. I feel proud of myself because, what, there's seven people, right? There's eight. eight. There's eight. Yeah. I knew I knew six of eight, so that's good for me. That's pretty good, yeah. And I, I knew seven of eight in basketball, Chunky. I don't know why Allie Quigley is in this, but I hope she loses in the first round. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so it's on ESPN, and I think I mean I like the thought of it. I might tune in. Um, really, the things that I've been watching consist of Dave Portnoy, Dave Portnoy, and more Dave Portnoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Barstool is putting out good content. Um, they're doing a lot of new things, which is cool. They're there's some of the entertainment that you know is lacking. That yeah, we need some of the some of the creativity that they have at Barstool. You need to like, put push sports, to like yeah. the NBA, the which MLB. They're like. they're working on with this horse. So yeah, I, I don't know how exactly it's gonna work. Are they gonna literally just play like you would in your backyard? Yeah. So what it is though? So the first round is on Sunday, and mm-hmm. it's gonna yeah, it's pretty much gonna be like that. What I'm assuming is. The guy will watch what like watches. Right. So the first right. game is Trey Young versus Chauncey Billups. So I'll just say I'll just use them as an example. So we'll say, oh, so Chauncey, it's a tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was so gonna we'll be say, all of them together. No, they're doing it oh. like yeah. So one like one v one, and then, um, so let's say that Chaun let's say Chauncey is the first shot. I'm assuming that Trey will be like watching it. Right, and then if you if Chauncey makes it, then Trey will have to shoot it, uh, like from a similar, from the same, ideally the same spot is what you would do in horse. But that's the one thing is like I don't know how, because everybody's setup is going to be a little different. So like, I saw Trey Young tweet a lot of half court shots coming. So if he makes a half court shot, what if someone else's court doesn't go all the way to back to half court? Like then what? Yeah, that's. That's a good um, point. I didn't even think of that. I'm assuming all these guys have full courts or close to it in their houses, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I'm excited. I mean, I it's assume. Something. Right, it's, right. It's I mean, interesting. I mean, this is something that I would watch in the regular season. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely um, a good idea, and they got they did a really good job getting big names, um, and a, a wide variety of names. So like. In terms, in terms of Paul Pierce, that that will draw a lot of guys. Yeah. Who are, or, yeah. I mean, guess I guess guys who are like thirty-five to forty, uh, even even older than that. And then a new guy like Trey Young, every ten-year-old in America is going to be watching Trey Young. Exactly. And then they have uh, a couple women players. So I feel like they actually did a pretty good job. Um, I don't know. The proposal sounds good. I guess. I guess we'll review it, uh, review it on the next show to see if right. it was as good as advertised. Yeah, no, it's it sounds good. I think it's right up their alley and things to do. Uh, if they were together, I was thinking they could do knockout, but I didn't realize this was going to be virtual, which makes more sense. But imagine an NBA knockout game; that'd be pretty interesting. Oh, that would be unreal. That would be that'd be fun. That would be so good. I mean. Oh, that'd be great. Because especially they would, they, you know, Trey would be banging, yeah, dunking it, half court shots, all that. That'd be, good. that'd be real good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much all we got for NBA, and I guess not even not even really NBA, but more just entertainment, sports yeah, entertainment going on. But I mean, that's a step in the right direction. They're thinking of something they can do because they know the season can't start regularly soon yeah so. i mean i for them. my my hope is a month from now i can watch the celtics play on tv that's my hope let's all right well we hope that happens <laughs> now i know there won't be fans i know that i know fans are just so far out of the equation but that's my hope mr silver has not ruled it out yet so lebron might lebron might sit out without fans 
Yeah, there's no way at this point, like he no, I feel he's like going, he was, he's gonna play he was, now. He was too uneducated at the time yeah. to like know that was how big a deal bad bad take by LeBron when he first said that. <laughs> yeah. I guess he just didn't know how uh Severe. I mean like many of us, he didn't know what this whole thing would turn yeah. into. Um but yeah, I mean so speaking of schedule schedule restructuring and coming uh and essentially coming out with a schedule and a plan going forward. The first league to do that was a PGA tour. Yeah. Came out on, I think Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. This Monday, week. I don't know. Whenever it came out, it got a lot of people very excited. Yeah. <laughs> so as a, as an avid golf fan, I could not be more excited for August, September and November. Like that three month stretch is, I don't know if I'll even watch an NFL game. now. <laughs> I love the NFL. Yeah. At first I, I sent it to you and I was like, oh, you got to wait a long time, man. But then you, I didn't even think about it. Everything's back to back. It's like all this action all at once. Yeah. So let me, so there's, there's kind of a lot of layers to, uh, to this. So first, so the PGA championship, which is a major, um, August 6th to 9th. And then the U S open. Well then, so after that is going to be the, um, the playoffs, which at the end of the playoff, it's like a three-week playoff and then a final. Um, and at the final, there is a $15 million uh, pot to the winner. So it's, wow. uh, it's a huge uh, – so those three weeks are huge. And then you have the U.S. Open after that. And then the week after that is the Ryder Cup, which is the big U.S. versus, uh, versus Europe. And then – Two weeks after that is a Masters at Augusta. So jam-packed. The, the golf world is going to have a big tournament every single week for like nine weeks, seven, eight weeks. Like unbelievable. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so the one so the one thing that I'll say is uh obviously I like it. They they couldn't reschedule anything really. You don't want to put one of these big tournaments, say, in June and then have to move it back again because it's just not feasible. Um, but, oh, I think I, I, I got to tip my cap to – so there's three parties that had to come together to, uh, to do this. So the PGA Championship is like its own separate entity. That's run by the PGA of America. Mm-hmm. And the PGA Tour runs kind of all the – runs like your weekly event that – just your normal tournament, not the majors. And then the U.S. Open is run by the USGA. And then the Masters is run by the Augusta National, the members of Augusta National and their board. So there were four, four like little separate entities that came together to, uh, to put together a real good product. So uh, to the golfing community, well done. <laughs> yeah, it sound, that's a great job for them. And even if, you know, unfortunately things would have to get moved back, I don't see why they already put everything so close together. They can just move everything back a week or however long and it, everything should stay pretty much the same. And so, yeah, no, the, so the one, the one thing that, uh, that I guess, Georgia, which is like, when, I, when we think, when we think Georgia, we think uh, warm weather, but it's not always warm weather. Right into like December that that might be out they might not be able to do that um and then the Ryder Cup which is in like November that's in Wisconsin so you go any later than what you got 
they're getting in, in danger there. But aside yeah. from that, um, yeah, you're right. They should be uh, they should be good, even if they do have to move it back, like you said, they could definitely do that. Yeah, no, that's that's great news for the golf community. And really is. what we haven't even really considered, uh, I actually heard ESPN, um, what's his name? Uh, Scott Van Pelt, right? Mm-hmm. He was he was he is great. He was talking about he go he goes well if sports do come back it's going to be terrible for us. I mean no one there's going to be something huge that happens and everything is going to be at the same time. So if you're if you're a baseball fan you're not going to be watching football, and you know same goes for any sport you want to plug in. So something yeah. you know but there could be a perfect game and you know a, a huge you know like comeback win massive performance by a quarterback or something and you won't hear about one. You won't hear about the other because there's not enough news coverage to cover everything. If there's these, you know, there's the four major sports everyone says, and then obviously you got the golf and there's going to be soccer and tennis going on. I mean, there's all this stuff going at once. You're not going to be able to cover everything. Right. Like I couldn't tell you the last time that I missed a Pats game, but like with that being said, I couldn't tell you the last time I missed the Sunday of a major championship. Yeah. What now I'm going to have to pick. Are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> I guess it's a good problem to have though. It, I'll, it's I'll be good. It, it's good because, you know, there's going to be so much, uh, so many options. It, maybe it will bring in more revenue. Maybe it'll bring in less revenue. I don't really know yet. Um, yeah. But I mean, these sportscasters and guys who have the talk shows and everything are going to go from literally no news to more news than they can handle, which is just yeah. funny, funny to yeah. think about. Which is good. At least I won't have to watch ESPN talk about the same old crap that they've been going on for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. ESPN is definitely a little tough to watch right now. <laughs> yeah. This week they're playing some, uh, they're playing some reruns in the masters though. So maybe I'll today they're playing the one that Bubba Watson won. Like anyone wants to watch that. You kidding me? They're running, they're running, running out of, you know, watchable reruns too. There's only so many exciting games you can put on TV. I know. Um, but, but yeah, that's that's the PGA Tour. That's I guess PGA Tour and I guess just the whole golf uh, golf schedule looking ahead. Um, yeah. So at this point, open, I mean, NFL seems to be thinking they're ineffective. Um, yeah. And the NHL hasn't said anything yet. I don't think. So, yeah, I haven't seen much. Um, but, but three I mean, sports I'm, have stepped up and said something. Yeah, I'm just – I'm hoping for some – hopefully over the next, I don't know, week. Uh, but I'm hoping by the next by our next podcast we have a uh, some more clarity on when the NBA will be back. And then the NBA – I guess the MLB on – they'll probably have to decide whether the uh, Arizona is going to be a feasible option for them. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we get some clarity on those. But yeah, I mean, aside from that, what else? The the NFL draft. Uh, we're not going to talk about that today. But that's, that's two. All that's I'll two say, all I'll say is it's going to be a mess. Why? The, these half these coaches don't know how to work the iPad with all their playbooks on it, and now they know, have to they have to draft guys online. And someone's probably going to end up thinking they're picking someone else because <laughs> they're not there physically looking at. Them. I know. I know. And, um, another thing Scott Van Pelt said is, you know, he'll be sitting in the ESPN broadcast trailer and he'll look up and there's, there's a, a link someone hacked into and sent. And now there's, you know, not safe stuff sent for, not safe for work <laughs> stuff up on the screen above him. So yeah. now all these people can hack into the draft because everyone's going to be watching it. 
Right. No, oh, well, this will be probably the most watched, like, draft ever because yeah. what else do we have to do? But, exactly. No, I'm, uh, I'm, excited for the, uh, I'm excited for the draft. I mean, there will be tech guys helping build those. Oh, yeah. Jackets. No. He's got it'll, no what he's doing. it'll work out. It'll just be – it's yeah. definitely – even if it doesn't show, it'll be a mess. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, that, I'm excited. One of the more I'm stressful ex- drafts. Yeah, for sure. But I'm excited to talk about uh, next week. We'll talk about some of the – I, there's there's some quarterbacks that I like in this draft and uh, yeah yeah I mean and and wide wide receivers there's there's some guys I like in this draft but uh, we'll talk about them next week maybe the week after honestly get get real close to the draft and then talk about it but yeah hopefully hopefully we get some some more clarity in the upcoming weeks want to talk a little Tom Brady yeah let's what, do what it. would it what would a behind the dish show be if we didn't talk about Tom I don't know it seems like every week there's something new about him whether it's him leaving him think, thinking that he's gonna stay and now it's him talking to Howard Stern in a supposedly tell-all interview that really he didn't tell much of all until the very end but and then he told it all he told yeah. everything I want everything I've been wanting to know for years Ben and a little bit, not not quite in a, as depth as I'd wanted, but yeah, there's some eye openers in there. Yeah, he he left out a couple of details. He left a couple of details, but yeah. everything just it just just enough for against your mind thinking. Yep. Um. Yeah. I mean, so one. I mean, let's let's just talk. We'll just talk like the the real broad Tom Brady that everybody knows about. Um. Obviously, he's he's on his way out. Um. Shipping down to to Florida, and secure, you know secure number twelve. Yes, yes. So he got number twelve. Um, and he's not getting, he's not paying uh, Chris Godwin any money for it, which, which I think is really odd. Yeah. So I guess Godwin didn't want any money, but like, come That's, on, Tom. Courtesy, I mean, courtesy, five hundred grand or something. The the Bucks must have said something to him because he was all about keeping number twelve. <laughs> well, so the thing is, he's got like a brand around number twelve. Like he sells like merchandise, like CG Chris Godwin twelve or whatever. Like. So does Tom Brady. Exactly. Obviously. So and now, now I guess he's just gonna switch everything to Godwin fourteen or yeah. Um, I don't know, but I think it's odd. I mean, you always hear stories. If not money, you know, you'll give him like a fancy watch or a nice, yeah. you know, couple bottle bottles of wicked expensive liquor or something like that. Yep. So. Unless Tom, it appears like Tom Brady just got it for free. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Hold on. So the other thing that I want to talk about, Tom. I mean, obviously the the Howard Stern interview, yeah, yeah. Is unbelievable and wicked funny, um, where he was just talking, uh, pretty much guys being dudes in the locker room. But uh, we don't we don't have to get into all the details of that. But what I thought is, I heard he said in the interview. Uh, obviously, he's like. He's living at Derek Jeter's house. So yeah, Derek like, Jeter is is his landlord. Yeah. So Howard, uh, Howard asked Tom. He goes, uh, "So what happens when you clog the toilet? Do you call your landlord, Derek Jeter, and have him come <laughs> up and clog it?" <laughs> oh, I, I I love that. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I ma- like imagine Jeter coming in like with his with his plunger and <laughs> that I, that's a hilarious image. But yeah, no, I so that I was unclear of whether he bought the house or whether he was leasing it. I think he's, I know he's leasing yeah, it. he's leasing it, um, renting it from Jeter. Renting, yeah. But which is uh, yeah, he doesn't he does not want to be stuck down in Florida. No, exactly. After after he's done, he's uh, he'll be off back to Cali. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, he just needs two years. He doesn't need to buy a house, <laughs> especially right now. <laughs> Real quick, speaking of houses, if you have – I forget what it was. I saw it on – I saw it somewhere the other day. If you have, like, upwards of $5 million, you can buy Dustin Pedroia's house. Oh, wait. I saw that, too, somewhere. He, who are, he's got, like, some real notable neighbors, right? Yeah. Who are they? Do you I remember? Don't, I, don't I can't remember. remember. I don't remember. Some other, some other Boston athletes. Um, yeah, they're all in this, near the same neighborhood. Yep, yep. But, yeah, I saw that. That would uh, – I mean, it, it, it might have, I think it. I think it was Tom Brady's other house, maybe. I think it was, too. And I feel like Mr. Kraft might have been around there. So I, don't, I can't remember exactly. I don't know, but, but – <laughs> yeah, no, it piqued my interest, and then I remembered that I didn't have that much money. <laughs> right, right. Well, that, I mean, that hurt. That hurt. What, but, what could uh, be interesting with that, though, is David Ortiz had something like that. He was selling his house, or and before he sold it, he was having uh, a big yard sale. So I remember maybe, you telling me that. That was awesome. Pedroia will have a yard sale. Go hit it up. There'd be there'd be some good stuff in that one. Oh yeah. I mean, obviously, like uh, I, I assume Ortiz had some good good items in there too. Yeah. But so uh, let's back to Brady. Back to Brady. <laughs> back to Tom. He, uh, I mean, he's 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 living life right now. He's he's in his mansion in uh, in Florida with the family. Mm-hmm. The fam. I guess the family's doing well. I guess they like Florida. Um. I mean, I it's got to be hard to dislike Florida when you're stuck inside Derek Jeter's multi-million dollar mansion mm. in one of the nicer parts of Florida. It's kind of, it's gotta be hard yeah. to dislike it then. Yeah. I mean, his, his kids are living a tough life. <laughs> yeah, Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck here. Just I'm stuck here talking to you and they're doing <laughs> who knows what with Tom Brady and Giselle. <laughs> Oh my gosh! You put it like that. I was I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking of Giselle. I'm like, imagine Giselle cooking you dinner tonight. What would you do? She's probably a great mom. That <laughs> she. What What do the Brazilians eat? Tacos? No, that's that's Mexico. What What do they eat in Brazil? I don't know. <laughs> a lot of a lot of good stuff. Oh, she's she. Yeah, Giselle's great. I'm gonna miss her just as much as actually no. I, there's no one I'll miss as much as Tommy. Nah. but so interesting. Since you, we'll segue into missing Tom, apparently, according to this interview, he knew he was leaving from the start of the season last year. Mm, I saw that, which which would coincide with like A himself him putting that house on the yeah. market early. But and of course, us skeptical or optimistic Pats fans we were like oh no he just he just wants to move move to a different yeah, place yeah. up in New England that, that um, I found interesting I another quote that I found interesting he said uh legacy does not mean craft to him yeah that that one yes they, yeah I knew there was stuff we were missing about about Tom we just wrote Brady on the agenda but I knew all right yeah I saw that too and uh I thought at I was like, "Come on, Tom! Like, you like he he knows he's lying when he says that. He knows it. You play. I don't know if he's lying. For, you play to have a legacy. I, you play I for a legacy. Yeah, you'd think so, but I mean, he has to be saying that for a reason. I mean, he said. I mean, like, I saw a great point. I mean, 
everyone was saying him and Belichick didn't have the best relationship. They were together for 20 years. You're bound to have a fight with a friend in 20 years. Right. So, so that part you can almost like throw out the window. And he, no, I think that, I think that's all blown up. I think that yeah. they had a, a really good relationship. Right. So then thinking of that, it kind of like makes me think that maybe he actually doesn't care about a legacy. I mean, I, I don't like, know. He had There's everything zoom. he could. He had everything he could absolutely want here in New England. I mean, absolutely adored. Walks down the street. He's a legend. Everyone knows who he is, even if they're not a football fan. It's gonna I mean, be that way in Florida, though. Well, not, yeah, not to the highest extent that it that's was that's because of the legacy he made. Right. So who the heck is to say that he doesn't like? You're telling when you win that Super Bowl, is he trying to say that like he only wants to not only wants to win, but like. That that win is really only gonna fulfill his happiness in the moment. Like no, I mean he's he. I think after he said that, he said he'll always cherish and the memories and experiences he'll take with him forever from those Super Bowls and those great seasons. But I guess he doesn't care if other people remember him for that. I mean, I I I'm calling BS on that. Yeah, you ask you ask Peyton Man if he if he asks any any other great quarterback who was ahead of him. They'll all say, Tommy, you're gonna you're gonna I'm sure to I'm that. sure once he retires, he'll have a different take on that. I think I think it's reasonable to say his mindset right now is just win wherever I am. And he loves challenges. So I, I, I guess, guess it makes so. sense in this mindset, but in reality, I don't see how you can't care about that when you're someone like Tom Brady. Hmm. Yep. Ooh, we just got an email from Father Shan. Oh no. I think it's pass a pass fail option. It's a pass fail option. Oh, man. big news. Breaking, we are breaking news to you. This is not sports news. We're going to break this news to you live on air. We get to choose if we want to go pass or fail for our classes any at the end of the semester. Wait, any? Oh, no way. So, <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, you may exercise the pass-fail option between May 14th and May 20th after the semester has concluded. That is that's interesting. Wait, so if you have a failing all, all of your course, you can do any or all of your courses. It says I don't get how that works exactly. That's unbelievable. So, so like, what I, if what if I have like a sixty in accounting, and I choose pass fail? What do I get? A pass or a fail? I don't know. Uh, you have to look at what the cutoff number is. It's probably like if it's a pass fail, the cutoff's probably like in like the fifties or something. I don't know. Yeah, and then you'll just get a pass. Imagine, imagine you just get a pass for it. Oh my gosh, that's unbelievable. That's crazy. It's so good. I mean, get, do do we just end the show on like a, that on non sports <laughs> news? Because like we were pretty much wrapping up. I don't uh, even know. If that's yeah, that, if we, that's we a lot. Can. Do we want to <laughs> talk a little bit more about Tom? Maybe his other comments towards teammates. <laughs> What you can you had to refresh my mind. I can't even remember all these comments. Like I see them and like I think about them. Like, uh, for a second. Well, he said he hates the locker room atmosphere and showering with other guys. <laughs> That's dude. There's no way after the way that he was talking about Gronk's junk. There's no way that he doesn't like that. You think about what are the, what are some of the best times you have with the sports team. It's when you're preparing for the game, all getting dressed together. You're riling each other up and everything. There's no yeah, way the you coach, don't like the, coaches, the locker atmosphere. Right. The coaches are out, out getting ready for the game. They're not in the locker room. It's yeah. just you and you're, your guys. You're pumping the music. 
Maybe, yeah. maybe you, maybe you whip up the gym shorts and slap them on your yeah. buddy. <laughs> yeah, you're busting on each other. Yeah, exactly. Take, you, you put the belt off. You take, you know, buckle off the belt on the pants, and all of a sudden you take it off and you start whipping each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got, you got the guy who rides the pine over there, yeah. rides the bench, yeah. and he's getting all the hate. It's it, and you keep you staying loose before the game, or you celebrating after the game. There's, there's um, no, don't, don't give me that crap, yeah. Mom. Yeah, and then and then he goes off like you said, talking about Gronk's jug. <laughs> <laughs> Gronk just walks around naked in the locker room, not towel on his shoulder. He says, it's "Imagine, everything imagine would being like, it. imagine being this like some random like camera guy for like ABC Boston and like or NBC Boston or whatever, and like you just walk in the locker room and there's just Gronk naked. Like it's it's happened, <laughs> happened multiple times." Like, what do you do? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean that was that was an entertaining um, interview from ha- Mr. Howard Stern. He should he should start interviewing more people. Well, you know, a lot of people don't want to because you know he is like the you have to he asks you the the tough questions in that sense. Yeah, like, he got me, he got Tom that, Brady man. he got Brady to admit that in high school he drank so. and smoked weed. I saw that. And Brady was like, that. yeah, you know, I tried it. It's high school. You got to try it. But I didn't like it. I always felt guilty. And then <laughs> then there's all the, the memes on Instagram and Twitter of, you know, it says like a quote, it's like Brady tried weed in high school. And then you get some random guy running down the hallway and it's supposed to be Roger Goodell chasing after him. <laughs> 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 oh, it's so good. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, no, that interviews like that are awesome, but which a lot of is why – I know we enjoyed the Barstool content so much because you get a little bit more interviews like that. It's cool. Yeah. No, so, exactly. Yeah. But, but I think, I think we covered everything we wanted to. We got a great, great show, I think. So yeah. yeah. I think we've, we've been pushing decent content during oh, yeah. these, uh, during this time. Definitely have. So in, in the upcoming weeks, we'll highlight the draft. Maybe we'll do another uh, player highlight like we did last week. Uh, we'll, we'll come up with a bunch of stuff that we can do. We, we keep it rolling for you guys. Yeah, honestly, what I'm hoping for, I'm hoping that this, that the NBA, the MLB, I hope they make it easy for us. And oh yeah, give we'll us talk about we'll talk about horse. Yep. Yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll make up some uh, some ideas of our own of what competitions we would want to see in any of the leagues. Yep. So, so this is this is going to be coming out on what Friday the Friday the tenth. Yeah, either either later today, April 9th, or tomorrow, early tomorrow, and Friday the tenth. So yeah, so we were we were a little late. We we, we were late this week on this show. So but we'll probably, glad, we'll glad we waited because we got a little more content out of it. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. I don't know if next week we'll wait to this. We we might go with one like Tuesday or Wednesday. Next yeah, week. I think that's what we'll shoot for. We'll shoot for a Tuesday or Wednesday one. Yeah, all right. but awesome. that's all I got. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Make sure. You go and listen to it on YouTube and Spotify. Give us a like and a follow. <laughs> it's been Behind the Dish with me, Ben Bellotti, and Robbie Cannon. Thanks for listening.